now these this is Y Mountain. That makes sense. BYU bought the mountain so they can put that mountain on their shorts, which is very cool. Also, the uh, the jerseys there's a little less little less jersey on the shoulders, right? So a little more uh, movement for more three pointers. I think it's the idea there. And more dunks. It's the form-fitting uniform. It's the modern it's, man it's uniform. The, it's the tolerated form-fitting piece of clothing <laughs> for Brigham Young students. Nike Elite Basketball has teamed up with BYU, and it is a loaded day on BYU Sports Nation. We'll get into the particulars of that. I'm pumped, man. In just a bit. This is a great show, okay? Like we mentioned, Jason Candle, the head coach of Toledo, <sighs> Dave Rose, Eric Mika, Nick Emery, T.J. Haas, Kyle Davis, Michelle Murphy, Vasconcelos. Two hours today. It's going to be awesome, so hang out with us. Game day eve as BYU football prepares for the 3-0 Toledo Rockets to kick off our BYU Sports Nation headlines today. Countdown to kickoff on Friday starts at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. The alumni flag bearers are as follows. Itulamili, Donnie Atuaya, and Derek Stevenson. Very nice. Basketball Media Day, as mentioned, is today. We'll have a second hour of the show. Dave Rose is coming up in the next segment. Plus, Nick Emery, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, Kyle Davis, and hour number two. If you have a question for Coach Rose or any of those players, use the hashtag BYUSN for a chance to have it asked on the air. We'll ask our questions. We'll try and mix in yours. Yeah, Dave Rose in 25 minutes. We still haven't gotten the five slamma jamma shorts. We need, to, we need to follow up on that. Yeah, we want those, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Jaron wants to wear them. No. I'm cool just putting them on the set. <laughs> Number three, BYU women's soccer has won eight straight matches. The Cougars host Santa Clara, a thorn in the side, if you will. Tonight in their West Coast Conference opener at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, Michelle Vasconcelos has played lights out. In fact, BYU is undefeated when she's on the field. She'll join us in 45 minutes. This is a fun matchup. Santa Clara is a good, good team. This is West Coast Conference opener, as you mentioned, for BYU. And BYU Athletics is inducting five uh, people into the Hall of Fame tonight, hosted by Spencer Linton and the Marriott Center. Inductees include Pan Miller Geetson of golf, cross country and track coach Cheryl James, Yanetta Leigh of softball, Michaela Manova of cross country, and Mike Wall of volleyball. So, congrats to all of them. Yeah, like I said, Hall of Fame day. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Holy Toledo, Batman! What do you know Pow, about bang. the Toledo Rockets and their football program? Let's start with this. A kind little reminder to you all about what this team has accomplished recently. The Rockets have won 16 of their last 18 games, including a road win against Arkansas of the SEC, a victory against mm. Iowa State out of the Big 12, and a bowl game win against a ranked Temple team. This is a quality football program. Nine straight wins on the road. We'll talk to Jason Candle and ask him, why has your team enjoyed so much success away from the Glass Bowl? That is the, that is the name of and their home awesome. stadium. Yeah, I said Dave Rose next segment. It's actually Jason Candle and then Dave Rose. So yeah, coming up in 25 minutes. But our Twitter question today revolves around that. What is your confidence level in a BYU victory over... Toledo, use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet at BR Lemon. Completely confident they can play with Toledo. Not confident about a win. Hard to know how good Toledo really is. And that is the question, Spencer. What are they? What are they? Who am I? Seriously. This is a, that's a prominent they, Zoolander question appropriate they, for today. They think they know who they are. But we, the outsiders looking at Toledo, 
that's a harder question to answer. And, and for me, it, it is. A, I think they're good. I just don't know how good. All these stats that they have are unbelievable. Let's just address some of the notable ones and break down some others. They're 3-0. and But they played Arkansas State, Maine, and Fresno State. Who doth stinketh? I don't, okay, they, they're averaging a 43-10 win. A good team against bad competition should pound that competition, right? Like if BYU played those three teams, would BYU have won those games 43-10 to 10 on average? I'm not sure with this offense, right? So what I know is Toledo has a good offense. In fact, they have a really good defense as well, which brings us to the stat of the day. Mm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Check it. Toledo is the only team in the country in the top seven in total offense and defense. That is yards and yards allowed. Okay. They're top 20 in scoring offense and defense. They have the second most three and outs, 22. They lead the country in third down conversions, 60%. They have the nation's leading receiver in yards per catch at 32, Cody Thompson. I mean, these guys are good. I don't think that this is a game that you just go, yeah, BYU's going to win. I think that BYU will win for different reasons, but I think that Toledo's a good team, man. I, you called them this week on Twitter, and I completely agree with this. The Boise State of the Mac. Absolutely. They have quality wins against Power 5 opponents recently. They were ranked for the majority of the season last year. They, they, got, they were, I think, 10-1 and one at one point. They finished the season with the win in the Boca Raton Bowl against Temple, as I just mentioned. They're coached by a guy who is all business. Jason Candle is 36 years young. And he was the OC and upgraded after Matt Campbell went to Iowa State. He's been there for a long time. Yeah, how about that? So the they old coach goes Iowa to Iowa State, State yeah. and it's like, hey, thanks for leaving us, dude. We just beat you. <laughs> you want to play again? The Rockets ultimately play with this chip on their shoulder because they are taught to play that way because of the conference they play in, and nobody respects us. Nobody thinks that we can play with the big boys. If, and if I was a coach there, I would be harping on that chord all day long because it gives them that added mental edge. That said, BYU and Kalani Satake on Monday, the, I think one of the first things he said is, we know we've played four Power 5 opponents, but we are not overlooking Toledo. This is a quality football program, and we respect them every bit as much as we respect the Power 5 teams we just played. He knows. He knows what this team has done. They're well aware of what they bring to Provo. And so I don't think the Cougars will overlook Toledo in the least, especially because they're 1-3. and three. So this idea yeah, that— Yeah, what 1-3 team can look at an undefeated team and go— can't! Yeah, we're going to— we're going to push these clowns around. You, no. No, you, you, especially on a short week. Um, Toledo's coming off a bye week, by the way, so they've had plenty of time to uh, play the Cougars. So back-to-back weeks of playing an undefeated team off a bye. That's a tough situation. To me, this is a game that BYU still wins, and I'm calling for an 11-plus win by wow. BYU. So you are because, really confident. Because I think that BYU will win the turnover battle. That's what I think. That will play into that. If BYU... Uh, is, has untimely turnovers. Is there a timely turnover? And uh, fumbles and doesn't execute no, like cleanly, there could be an issue. Because Toledo's high-powered. They're like West Virginia and Arizona in that they spread you out, and they're going to chuck it deep. They have a very confident, efficient quarterback and one of the best receivers in all of college football. And a really good running back. Kareem Hunt, he has 36 career touchdowns. How confident He's do you good. feel, BYU fans? <laughs> Now, now, how about this? So BYU plays these Power Fives, and then they play some non-Power Fives like you talked about. Toledo, 
This team's three and zero. They're ranked not as high nineteen. Best of the year. best in the G five. Uh, uh, Boise State. We know how good they yep, are. Yeah, really they're, good G five. They're a power five kind of program. Cincinnati today. on the road. Cincinnati road. Quality G five. And, and then Utah State, a team that's kind of nine ten win program, has beaten BYU in the past couple years. Recently, this schedule is monster. Holy cow! And there have been some higher ups that we have crossed paths with that have reiterated to us. Look, this is a good football team that's coming in. They have good athletes. They are solid on defense, especially on the end with speed. They're going to create some problems for BYU. Now, the Cougars, obviously they're confident because they're back home and they want to win for the fans. If that was one thing that I learned in my conversation with Kalani Satake yesterday, which you can see part of that on Countdown to Kickoff, is that they want a win so badly for the fans. And they're going to play hard. And listen, you know what players want? They want swag, Spencer. You need swag at bowl games by getting to a bowl. <laughs> BYU has to, has to beat Toledo, in my opinion, to make sure they get to a bowl game. Because if they, if they go 1-4 and four and then they're staring down the barrel of Michigan State, Mississippi State, and Boise State, this is not good. Okay, You so have not- to beat Toledo. There's so much riding on this game for BYU. If, it, yeah, BYU needs... I think BYU wins this game. I think there's too much at stake. I think BYU can run the rock against Toledo, and when BYU's been able to run the ball, they've been in a way better position in each of these games to put up enough points. You say double-digit win. 11-plus. 11-plus, so not just 10. 11, yes. See that jersey over there? 11-plus. What, what number is that jersey? <laughs> it's number 11. It's number 11. Well, it looks like number one right now if you're watching on BYU <laughs> Hey, TV. I'll take a win, too. But 11-plus, baby. <laughs> okay, Jerem, very confident, obviously. Remember the last time you called for a significant double-digit victory against an undefeated team that you said had played nobody? Yeah, BYU won that game, man. By one! <laughs> against Houston in 2013. 47-46. They were 5-0. and that was the birth of 17-plus. The legend I, of 17-plus was born in that game on BYU Sports Nation. I have respected Toledo with, with a great amount of respect on this show. That sentence was terrible. You have respected them, with, respected a great them respect. with a great amount of respect. <laughs> Houston, I was saying, no, these guys aren't that good. Come on. What did I tell you last week, though? I said West Virginia's defense stinks. And they stunk. Yes. And BYU put up 32. No, you were, you were right about that. Unfortunately, a pick six made a huge difference in that game and chasing two-point conversions for Brigham. If we're measuring confidence in terms of projected victory, Jerem saying 11-plus, and I said this earlier in the week, and you looked at me like, what? I'm, I'm like, like 82% confident if wow. you, that BYU will win this game. I hope. I hope you you're know right. You know it's going to be within three now, right? I hope that you're right. That I'm calling right. for 11 Yes. So I hope your 11-plus is right. I Jake Oldroyd comes out and kicks a left-footed field goal oh for the win. Goodness. <laughs> now, my confidence level is that BYU will win the game, but it's going to be close, man. This is going to be close. What this would John Gruden say about this? This game's going to feel kind of like, I think I feel like it's going to be like the East Carolina game last year for BYU, where they will need a, a fourth-quarter touchdown. No, Tanner Mangum came in and led the game-winning drive. Oh, but I remember one... What was his name again? Bo Hodge. Bo Hodge! There we go. (laughs) (laughs) False start. Yeah. What what would John Gruden say about what's going to happen tomorrow night? I tell you what, Dorico, I really like this Taysom Hill guy. He can play some football, man. (laughs) 
John Beck, he's going to be in Washington for a long time. Did he even finish the season there? <laughs> I, love, I love John Gruden. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I'm confident that BYU will win, but I could see this being determined late in the fourth I, quarter, for I'm sure. I'm always a little for nervous sure. when I'm the one going, hey, everything's cool and here's why and it's going to happen, and you're not. I'm always a little nervous about that. Because normally I'm the one going, yellow flags, yellow flags, red flag, a green flag. 11 plus. You sure you want to do this again? Against yes, an, against a team that's undefeated and has played nobody. This is Houston. This is the exact Houston scenario from 2013. Bring it. You said 17 plus. Bring it. And BYU needed a back shoulder throw from Taysom Hill to Skyler, Skyler Ridley. Ridley. Bailed me out, and then we beat him in intramurals the next year. And Alani Fua <laughs> had to record an interception in that game to seal the win. Wow. Okay, Jerem's conf. Let's, I hope you're hey, right. Hey. BYU's going to bring it Friday. Watch I it. Watch hope it. you're Watch right. It. They're going to bring it Friday. I think it will be a close game. I really do. Single digits. BYU's going to get to the quarterback. That's going to be a difference in this game. They're going to get to the quarterback. The Toledo Rockets and BYU Cougars tomorrow night on ESPN, man. 8-15 kickoff local time for Cougar fans. A reminder to join us on Countdown to Kickoff at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. Up next, we talk with head basketball coach Dave Rose. What kind of development has he seen on the team? But first, it's the head football coach from Toledo, Jason Candle. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Head coach Dave Rose will join us in about 15 minutes. It's basketball media day. That's right, and four players will join us in the second hour as well. Their names are Nick Emery, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, and Kyle Davis. There you go. If you have a question for them, we're going to ask our questions, but we want to mix in some of your questions, so use the hashtag BYUSN. Our Twitter question today, what is your confidence level in a BYU football victory? 11 plus. Against the Toledo Rockets. Which means it will be a three-point game. <laughs> you called for 17 plus against Houston on the road. In 2013. And uh, BYU did win that game. By one. <laughs> in the last minute. That's in parentheses verbally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you ever do that? Listen, you Like can you go- think something, so in, you like could say it out loud in parentheses, you know? Like you... Like, break the fourth wall, look at the camera, and be like, uh, this is what I'm really thinking. You can still go back on this. We're st- it's still no, live, man. No, I'm firm as the mountains, dude. Firm as, plus. firm as wide mountain. Wow. Let's go. At NickLee51 answers the Twitter question today. I would say a 90% with a 10% margin of error. Cautiously optimistic. Toledo is turning into a winner. No, they're a winner now. Yeah, they're not turning into a winner. They are a winner. Yeah, they're a winner. They win. They're three and zero. They won sixteen of eighteen. They won nine in a row on the road. They beat they beat Arkansas State, Iowa State last year. Temple in the bowl game. They're, they're off good. to a great start this season. They're good. You don't they're think really they good. want a quality win against BYU? They're really good, and that's why BYU is going to win by eleven plus. <laughs> I'm not saying seventeen. I'm giving BYU six more points. Oh, so you're respecting Toledo compared to what you did against Houston? Yes. <laughs> These guys are good, man. BYU's ready though. They're battle tested, ready to rock. Toledo head coach Jason Candle is 36 years young, and speaking of winners, he has only known winning 
as the head coach at Toledo. Granted, it's only been four games, but the one was a bowl game, and now the first three games of 2016. He joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline recently to discuss the Rockets and how in the world they're finding so much success in 16 of the last 18, among other things. We're now joined by a man who has a better winning percentage currently than Nick Saban and the great Lavelle Edwards of BYU, Toledo head coach Jason Candle. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. How are we doing? We are fantastic. Uh, I don't know if we're as good as 4-0 and in your young head coaching career. 36 years young. What's the first thing that went through your mind when uh, you got the head coaching gig at Toledo before the bowl game last year? Uh, well, grateful to have the opportunity and certainly, you know, obviously humbled to be in a place where you know, so many great coaches have walked through these halls and, you know, um, you know, in a tr- place where I think the tradition is, you know, is really, you know, outstanding and a city that really wraps its arms around its football team, you know. So to get an opportunity to be a head coach and for the first time and, to, and then ultimately to do it in a place where, you know, winning is important and it's really important to the town and the city, you know, obviously super excited about the opportunity that was presented to myself. And then probably the second thing was like, Oh shoot! We got to play Temple, <laughs> <laughs> and that turned out for the best. Uh, Toledo won that, and so one and zero, and then three and zero for the, a total of four and zero. The dynamic of the schedule is interesting, Coach. So you guys have played Arkansas State, Maine, and Fresno State. BYU's played four Power Fives to start the season. What do you think of this matchup on a Friday night in uh, Week Five of the college football regular season? Yeah, it's funny. I, I think you know when. And throughout probably last spring and, and talking to, you know, people when, you know, how, we're going to go out to BYU, we're going to go to the game. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's going to be a really uh, good test for us very early in the season. And I'm thinking, man, that's the game's a little later than I really probably thought it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, BYU's played four really good opponents and, you know, uh, you know some strong teams and, um, certainly, we got a lot of respect for the program there, and what you know, what you guys have been able to do, and you know, the, the outstanding history that that is, you know, Cougar football. So, you know, we know we got a tremendous team sitting in front of us, and we know we're going to have our hands full for 60 minutes. That's for sure. How do you gauge how good BYU is based on um, what, what you see? Because if you just looked at one and three, that's one thing. But I, I'm sure as you break down the film, you might see uh, a different idea of what BYU is like since those games were close. Well, I don't pay any attention really to the competition. I pay more attention to to watching how guys run to the football on defense and watching how, you know, what what the particular players that we're going to have to face, you know, what UCLA did or what Arizona did or what West Virginia did, that has no bearing on what's going to happen Friday night in the football game. You know, those are it's great to compare things off, you know, and you know, in the days off leading up to the game of scores and things like that. Those are for other people to handle, but as coaches, you know, and, and my team specifically, you know, we're looking for, you know, like I said, guys on defense that run the ball and disappear and the energy they play the game with. And, you know, if you can couple that with, you know, that great enthusiasm like they have with some, you know, some good skill, you're going you're to make things for a pretty good team. So the you know, record may not indicate it right now, but I think, you know, you know BYU is headed for a pretty, a pretty good season in my opinion. First-year head coach at Toledo, Jason Candle, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. When you look at the film featuring BYU through four games this season, what's the first thing that you noticed? Well, I think, you know, I spend a lot of time paying attention to the defense because I'm just, by nature, I'm an offensive coach. And I think the the biggest thing to me is, is the intensity and the effort that's played with on the defensive line in the front seven. 
Um, you know, and, and certainly without getting into a bunch of personnel specifics, I just think that, you know, as a whole, the entire football team plays with a great competitive spirit and plays really hard for 60 minutes. You know, I think it's a smart team. I think it's a veteran team that makes you earn everything that you get. Um, you know, and I don't know if we've totally had that. We've faced that yet this year so far, to be honest with you. In preparing for this game, there's a lot that pops out about Toledo football right now. 3-0, putting up 43 a game, giving up 10 Third down uh, conversions, number one in the country. Most uh, second most three and outs to Alabama defensively. I mean, what do you think of the play of your team so far through three games? Well, I think our team has, has played well. You know, we've, we've we you know we had a week off last week to try to fix some things that we thought were probably going to come back to haunt us down the road, and hopefully we got those things fixed, and hopefully we got most of those things ironed out before somebody else does it for us. Um, you know, but I think you know we've to this point in time we've been able to put together three good victories. Um, but like I said, it, those have no bearing on what the future of our schedule looks like, and certainly not Friday night. Toledo has won nine straight games on the road, sixteen of their last eighteen. What do you attribute that kind of success to? Yeah, I, I, we've we've have had some success on the road. Um, I think you our guys like to get away a little bit, and and uh, you know they're a close team. You know, they like to be around each other, away from, you know, some of the distractions that may be here in a home game. And, um, you know, when you go far away to play, you don't have to deal with 6,000 ticket requests and things like that. And people always wanting to know what you're doing and, you know, what when can I see you after the game or before the game, those kind of phone calls and those things that players have to deal with. And, you know, once you, once you, you know, the wheels go up on a plane, you can kind of sit back, relax, and really lock into a plan and into a game plan and, um, get to the hotel, handle what you got to handle, and, and uh, go play the game. But we've been we've been able to be pretty competitive on the road, and uh, hopefully that continues throughout the year because we'll need it. Cody Thompson leads the country uh, in receiving yards uh, per catch at 32. What makes him so explosive? Well, he's he's good with the ball in his hands after he gets the catch. Um, he's got enough speed to get behind you, and then yet he's a bigger, stronger guy. Uh, that can catch the ball in traffic, and he's and he's got enough elusiveness about him to to get out of tackles. So, I think he's a complete receiver. You know, he blocks really well. He plays really hard. He plays on special teams. I think he's a really, you know, fantastic player for us. And um, you know, glad he's part of our football team. The head football coach of the Toledo Rockets, Jason Candle, with us on BYU Sports Nation. He's got a pretty good quarterback throwing him the ball as well in Logan Woodside. For BYU fans that don't know anything about. Logan Woodside, how would you explain him as a quarterback? Yeah, I think he's very cerebral. He's um, a guy that, you know, he's he's got a good competitive spirit about him who's a smart kid and uh, really prepares well. Um, you know, and so far this season his play has, has been a reflection of his preparation. You know, and I think at anybody at any level who's, you know, has that at the quarterback position, you know, can sometimes take a sigh of relief and take a deep breath and, and let him go do his thing. So, you know he's he's played a lot of football for us here in, his, in the past. Last year he, you know, was able to sit back and, and redshirt and kind of watch our starter go through the season last year. And I thought that really helped him because as a freshman and sophomore he was thrown into action. You know, uh, basically because of injuries and you know didn't really have that year to sit and mature and grow and uh, be stronger in the weight room, be better with the game plan. You know, just kind of the mature you know the maturation process was sped up for him. So. Really fortunate to have that year last year, and, and like I said, he's a guy who really, the football is really important to him, so he's, he's seeing some rewards for all his hard work. Coach, have you been to Provo? Do you know, what do you know about Provo? 
I have not. I hear about the beautiful scenery. I've been I've been told multiple times of the great game day atmosphere that we will experience Friday night. Um, you know, and I'm really looking forward to that. To be honest with you, I don't. You know, I think you know I would be disappointed if it wasn't otherwise because it's, it's like I said, it's a program I got a lot of respect for and and know the proud tradition of of what what the program and the university stands for. So. Um, we're expecting a great crowd. You know, we're expecting it to be loud. We're expecting it to be a great scenic view prior to the game, and looking forward to 60 minutes of good football. Just get a nap in. It's a late kick, 8:21, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we, you know, I'll, I, I'm sure I'll get plenty of a nap when this plane lands back here after the game. It's probably somewhere <laughs> around 7 a.m. on Saturday. Jason, great stuff. Uh, congratulations on all of your success thus far, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Friday night. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate the time. That was Jason Candle on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Head football coach of Toledo, 4-0 in the four games that he has actually coached, including a bowl game win at the end of the 2015 season. You know who he reminds me of? Matt Wells at Utah State. Yeah, he's, he's got his game pace on. Two days before, and we, uh, we taped that yesterday, but yeah, he's ready to rock. If you missed this, Jared Ward, Olympic marathoner from BYU, he just tweeted this. At jwardy 21 had the chance to meet POTUS today with Team USA and D.C. He said, marathoner, right? And you ran well, your best time? So yeah, Barack Obama knew who Jared Ward was. <laughs> That's awesome. Kate Hansen had that experience uh, after Sochi uh, at, at uh, the White House with POTUS. That's right. She also got a phone call from Beyonce and said that yeah. her life was complete. We will never be as cool <laughs> as Kate Hansen. That's just something I, I came to terms with a long time ago. Oh, uh, And of course President Obama knows Jared Ward. That mustache, That's dude. Cool. That he did, mustache. He doesn't have the mustache anymore, by the way. Oh, wow. Impressive. Yeah. Coming up, soccer with Michelle Vasconcelos, but next it's Dave Rose, the head basketball coach. What are his expectations for this upcoming season? Will he grow a mustache? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. It is Basketball Media Day. It's a busy week overall, including a special Saturday show. That's exactly right. We'll have the uh, LDS General Conference pregame show, a.k.a. BYU Sports (laughs) Nation, uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, We're gluttons for punishment, so we're super stoked about the Saturday. No, Saturday is going to be fun. We're going to react to that Toledo game uh, that BYU is going to win by at least 11. Yeah, are we still uh, are we still pulling an all nighter and just uh, hanging out at BYU Broadcasting? Maybe we got to talk to the wives. Yeah. You know, you know how to, the bosses. <laughs> See if it's okay. Joining us now in Studio B as the first part of our basketball media day coverage is the head coach Dave Rose. Coach, nice to have you back in Studio B. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Looking fresh in a tie. Did yeah, you dress up for us? It's a big day. No, not for you. This oh, okay. Is, uh, <laughs> okay. This is for some other assignments later on in the day, but. Uh, I actually feel good. I'm. I look better than both of you. <laughs> it's true. You yes. normally do. Yes. Um, you, you can feel your face this time. That's, yes, that's good. That is good. I, I was. Uh, ben reminded me that when I was walking in the last time I was here, the whole right side of my face was numb. <laughs> Shout out to your dentist. But I was a gamer. I came in and made sure we got that done. But I feel a lot better today. You played through the pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. Dave Rose, the head coach at BYU, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Practices begin Monday. What kind of preparation and development can you really know about? Because you know your team's running, but it's it's not official. So what what have you been able to see and really notice when it hasn't been official? 
Well, we, we've had you know two hours a week with the guys over the course of the eight-week summer semester and now since fall semester has begun. So, um, you know, we have a pretty good idea uh, of the skill level, kind of the, uh, you know, how much how in shape they are, their endurance, all those kind of things. But uh, how they actually interact with each other and will actually learn our system. You know, the real challenge for us this summer – uh, I felt was to really kind of build our body and to get stronger as a team and as a group. And uh, with our, our new strength uh, coach, Eric Shork, I think we've done a great job. I mean, you, you just look at all the numbers, and the numbers are, are, are stand out. But you, all you have to do is look at the bodies of our guys, and you'll see that uh, they put a lot of work in. And, and I think that's a good sign to start. Uh, the thing that's a little bit different, well, a lot different than last year is we were way further along at this point. We had just returned from Spain, uh, had some older guys in our program, uh, and now we've got on our roster of 15 guys, nine of them are were not on our eligible roster last year. <laughs> and wow. our starting center is not inside, he's outside playing football. So uh, we've got a lot of work to do in the next uh, five or six weeks, and I think that's – Probably the most exciting part about this, about the start, um, you know, the NCAA changed their rules a few years ago, and you go to the first game, scheduled game, and then go back 42 days, and you have 30 days to practice in that period. And uh, so that, that, that when you take uh, our Princeton game, I think is on the 14th, so that puts Monday as the official day that we can start. Mm-hmm. And so from Monday until that Princeton game, uh, we have 30 scheduled practices with 12 days off, and uh, uh, I think that'll work really well for us. But we've got a lot of work to do and got to get started. Can you look at a team before the season and have a good sense of what you're capable of or how good you are? I think uh, most seasons, you, I think we can really get a feel for it. This year, it's uh, it, it's a little bit different. We have one guard, Nick Emery, has played major minutes at BYU. That's the first time ever in my 11-year you know, head coaching career, and the other eight years. So we're talking about 20 years. I mean, not to have multiple returning guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so Nick will carry a lot of load. I, I think we've got a lot of experience back there with, with LJ, who's played at both pro- two different programs, and with Elijah, who uh, has played Division I basketball, a lot of minutes and really successful at it. But uh, a lot of new guys have to come in and turn into what we saw from Zach Selyus last year. Uh, and, uh, you know, Zach really kind of turned it on um, starting in the middle of December sometime, and uh, hopefully we'll get these other guys to maybe ramp that up and, and get ready for right at the 1st of November. How long does it take a team to gel, especially when there are so many moving parts, whether it be incoming true freshmen return missionaries or the transfer like LJ Rose. How, how long do you give them to gel? Every year is different. Every group is different. You know, I, I think um, the one thing that I can really tell uh, from the very beginning is how coachable the team is going to be because you learn all that through your summer semester and through your individual work up to this point. This seems to be a really uh, coachable group. They, they, they seem to really uh, – absorb everything that comes in you you know uh, as you watch the film from these individual um i'm gone a lot because i travel of recruiting and and doing a lot of other things uh but i get to see you know these guys develop and uh and and progress from day to day and week to week and i I really believe it's a coachable group 
Uh, we're going to need to be a really coachable group. I also believe that it's going to be a deep group. Uh, I think at this time of the year, you always think your team's going to be deep. But uh, I, I just believe that uh, the talent level of this group is uh, maybe as good as we've had for a while. And, and I think that will really help us in our depth. And with that comes expectations. And this particular group, um, with these guys from Lone Peak and Yoli Childs and a lot of these, there's been a lot of excitement for a long time ever since Nick and TJ <laughs> walked into your office and committed together. So what are the expectations for this group in year one of what you hope is a two- or three-year run here? Well, you know, our expectations are off the charts. I think that uh, we always uh, feel that uh, you know, we should be able to win a conference championship, and, uh, and that hasn't happened here for quite a few years. Uh, I think last year we left a couple games on the table that cost us a conference championship, and that doesn't sit really well with some of these returning guys, and hopefully that we can get that edge into our group, which is, uh, you know, which is something that's really important with the team. Uh, but I will tell you this. I mean, I've been around a long time here, and uh, I love it when people get excited about basketball, but this is a little bit unprecedented. Uh, I, I get stopped everywhere I go in town from people I've never seen before that tell me <laughs> you know, how excited they are about this basketball season, which is, uh, I think, really exciting for our players. Um, when you think about that time, TJ and Nick stepped into my office. That was about five years, five and a half years ago. And, uh, in fact, we were recruiting some other players at that time who have actually had a career and graduated. <laughs> <laughs> That is the honest truth now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's BYU, man. So we have waited a long time for this group to kind of come together and uh, looking forward to getting started on Monday. Wow. Okay, so with those expectations and you're being stopped in the excitement, it, it seems more like you're, you're embracing this and, and you welcome it. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole – I think the beauty of our game at this time in, in 2016 – is to get people excited and to get them on your side. I think, you know, I mean, I've been coaching for 30 years, and at one time, you know, a guy would get up here and say, oh, hey, you know, maybe we'll win a few games and hopefully everything works out. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to trick anybody nowadays. Everybody knows everything about everybody. And the bottom line is is that this is a really talented group of guys. I don't know how good our team's going to be. I've got a lot of uh, ideas of what we can do and how we can do it. I'm excited about the fact that, they are so young as a group that they can build together. I am really nervous that they are so young <laughs> and inexperienced, you know, but, but they will grow together. But that's the exciting part about this time of year. I mean, I, I really believe that um, the best part of being a coach is the fact that you get a new team every year and the excitement of putting together a new team and then trying to make it work and see what you can do with it is what makes it special for me. We've buried the lead. Um, now that Eric Mika's back, but Luke Worthington is still in Chile, who's going to be the <laughs> scapegoat for Eric's first two fouls? <laughs> well, that will, be, that will be interesting, but I am, pre- <laughs> I am prepared for that. I mean, we, we, we have Brayden Shaw and we have Peyton Dastrup, and, and Corbin will get there eventually, and, uh, and Eric and uh, Kyle Davis and Yoli. I mean, I, I think when you talk about our front line – which has been issues for us over the last you know, few years. It's been really thin, and we've been kind of a perimeter-oriented group. I think this group could really be, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're playing 
with some real physical big bodies on the floor all the time, which I think will really help us. The schedule is really interesting, uh, dealing with how the West Coast Conference schedule worked out, and we'll get there in a minute, but let's start with the non-conference games. It's been a challenge, and it's a huge effort by Tim Lacombe and uh, your guys to put together a quality non-conference schedule. When you look at the games this year, what do you think about the non-conference schedule? Well, the, the, there's one game that in particular that really is on my mind, and that's the Princeton game, okay, because that's the first one we play. We've got a couple exhibition games, which will be interesting to, to see how our guys kind of, like you talked about, gel early and see what who comes together. But uh, the non-conference schedule, I think, is highlighted by – uh, the Staples Center game and the United Center game, as far as our players are concerned, they'll be so excited to go play in these NBA arenas. Obviously, extremely disappointed that we don't have Utah in our gym this year, which we had planned on. Uh, but uh, that series will, will start again next the following season. Um, but it's it, it is difficult and uh, excited about this year this year's uh, preseason schedule. But we are going to have to be really successful in that. Uh, that schedule in order to get us in a position to, uh, um, you know, to, to be tournament worthy late in the year. And when conference starts, at least you're not playing at St. Mary's in late December. <laughs> Coming straight from, you know, Hawaii. You know, I mean, that, that was they dealt that to, to us really well. Uh, that was but, fun. But uh, you know, the conference schedule is unique. Uh, this is the same kind of schedule we played in the Mountain West Conference, except for the fact that we were Wednesday Saturday. And now we're Thursday, Saturday, and we're flying back and forth in the same week. Be on the West Coast, you know, uh, on a Thursday and be back in the Marriott Center on a Saturday or vice versa. Uh, there aren't travel partners per, per se. I think one trip is a, is a, at Portland-Gonzaga, which is, a, a, is normal. But other than that, uh, I think the Pepperdine trip, which is usually LMU, we go Pepperdine-San Francisco, which is – is different. So the opening weekend, Santa Clara here at home, and then we're out on the road that next Saturday. So uh, that same Saturday. So it it, it is different, uh, and we will have to adjust to that. Logistics of that travel will be uh, interesting for us. We're obviously one of the the edge geographic schools, and so we'll have to figure that out and make it work for us. Coach, great to talk to you. I know you're anticipating getting into the Marriott Center Annex, the YMCA. Hey, you know what? There's a chance we'll be in there next week in the gym. Really? Which, uh, you know, the spectacular, homecoming spectacular kicks us out of there every year. Uh, And uh, so we'll practice in the Marriott Center on Monday. And then the plan right now, instead of going to the RB, that the gym portion of that will be uh, yeah. an option for us. Let us know what time, Coach. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully that happens. Hopefully it works out. Coach, great to talk to you. All right, thanks, guys. More from BYU Basketball Media Day with four players in just a few minutes. But up next, it's game day for third-ranked women's soccer. Michelle Vasconcelos has been balling. But why? We'll ask her. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of the show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. All two hours will be rebroadcast later tonight. That's right, baby. And uh, we have more from BYU Basketball Media Day coming up in the second hour. Uh, But first, third-ranked women's soccer play Santa Clara tonight. They are 9-1. They are third in the country at three goals per game. And this is the West Coast Conference opener against Santa Clara, who has been the bane of BYU's existence for a long time. The Cougars are, I think, 1-6-3 and three against them, hoping to get that first 
win in Provo against the Broncos. So this, this is a compelling matchup tonight against Santa Clara team that's played like five ranked teams. And now they have third ranked BYU. I can't wait for this. BYU 9-1 and one this season as a women's soccer team. But in a way, our next guest is undefeated because she didn't play against Nebraska. The only match huh. that the Cougars have lost, Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos. Michelle, <laughs> coincidence that that is the case? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing the humble card. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to play the humble card. I've been shouting that from... Really, the game after you lost in Nebraska, you bring an energy and a presence to your team, and not to mention the veteran leadership. Um, but since you've gotten back on the field, you haven't lost. Um, what's been the key to success this season? Um, I think we've just been playing really well as a team, and there's a lot of unselfishness on the field, which we haven't had in the past. And so I don't think teams know who to mark, and so they're having to mark a lot of people, and I think that's why we've been so successful. You're third in the country. Um, some teams might buckle under that kind of pressure, but you guys seem to embrace it. Like, you love the fact that, okay, we know we're good. You can put whatever number on us, but w- what's that like being ranked number three and having that uh, go into every game? It's a huge game for every opponent against you. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge game for us, too. We honestly don't really talk about the ranking just because, not that we don't want to get it to our get to our heads, but, like, there's still so much to do. And so I think the other day Jen finally came in. She's like, guys, like, this is awesome. We need to kind of just take a moment and appreciate this and then keep working hard because it literally starts at zero again as soon as, I guess, every game, but especially as conference hits. How is the locker room atmosphere right now? What, I mean, it's, it's understandably excited because you're winning matches, you're playing well, but, I mean, it, how do you keep it loose with the – pressure that uh, is around you you need to win conference and we're ranked super high like you want to win yeah um kind of just taking it a game at a time everyone is more just excited like coming from the locker room to the game everyone just wants to give it their best and so there's like kind of a relaxed feeling like we're in control and that we can like if we play bad obviously we're not going to do well so everyone's just like ready and excited to play and so I think that really just takes it more at a game of time and helps us be more relaxed. BYU's had some tremendous forwards in its past, and I, I think Shauna Robach and Marin Hendershot up top were probably two of the best ever. Mm-hmm. And Shauna's like top 10 in goals all time or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, like 90 goals yeah, or yeah. something. She had a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. amount that probably won't. Like, Ashley yeah. Ash good. She'll never have 90. Like, it's, yeah, but you're not playing New Mexico. Time ago. Yeah. If you played Denver every week, you'd be good, but you're not. <laughs> um, BYU won 7 nothing last week but, um, against Denver. But the three of you, with, with Nadia Gomes and Ashley Hatch, how fun is that in a game to play with those two? It's so fun. They're both so fast and just so creative with the ball. And, I mean, it's not just us either. We have our midfield behind us and our defense who are just really helping to power the offense. So it's awesome. But, yeah, those two, I love playing with them. I feel like we've gotten closer more this year. Uh, maybe just because we've had more time together. I guess I was in the midfield. But just I feel like we have a greater appreciation for each other and for our abilities. Jerem just referenced this a few minutes ago when we opened up the segment. But Santa Clara has enjoyed great success, not just as a program. I mean, they've been, I think, to eight Final nine. Fours, nine Final Fours. Wow. And uh, have have had BYU's number in a lot of ways. So how do you approach this game? I mean, does it does it have any added edge or... Uh, emotion behind it because they've enjoyed success against BYU? Definitely. So if I remember right, two years ago we played at home. I think we beat them. 
Yeah, that's the one win, I believe. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we definitely have confidence from that past success, but that is a long time ago, and we're a totally new team. Um, So, yeah, it does kind of drive the knife home a little bit since we haven't really just outright beat them like other teams a lot. And so I think tonight we're just coming with that same competitive fire and just stepping on the field and saying, like, we really want to beat these guys. So you uh, you married uh, Pedro Vasconcelos, who I, I got did. to know when I used to work with the men's soccer team. Yes. He was actually in studio here, and he's Brazilian, and he's awesome. Um, how's your Brazilian and Nadia Gomes, who's from Portugal? Do you ever speak Portuguese with her on the field? Because then you could like strategize without the defense knowing, right? Um, uh, so, <laughs> so he actually signed me up for a Portuguese class, nice. but I only did like my first class on Tuesday. So I'm about where I was when I came in last time on the show. <laughs> yeah, so which is like, oi, um, como vai? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I joke with Nadia like, hey, I'm gonna learn, and we're gonna talk but it hasn't happened and Passa a time bola. is running out pass Passa the ball yeah pelota is isn't it, it? What, what was it pedro bola. bola Passa a bola i mean pass the ball yeah, yeah. see i could say that's that. all you need to know yeah yeah <laughs> well an interesting situation that i think you know some people have forgotten about amidst the success is the fact that hannah clark has stepped in as your goalkeeper and she's waited a long time for her opportunity mm-hmm. rachel gets hurt unfortunately against penn state but now Hannah is undefeated, and Rachel has just been cleared to play. So with those two keepers behind you, I kind of look at this like this is the BYU women's soccer version of Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum as, as quarterbacks. It's like, well, we, we have two great keepers. What kind of confidence does that give you knowing that those two are behind you? A lot of confidence, especially with our defense and then our goalies as well. Like They're both fabulous goalies. Whoever is in goal when like the time comes, I think tonight will be Hannah and then I don't know from there, but I feel confident with both of them, and I'm excited for what this year will bring, especially conference and then heading into the tournament as well. I'm excited for two fans to be in fisticuffs over who the starting goalkeeper should be, <laughs> like they were with Taysom Hill Tanner Mangum at the UCLA game. That'd be awesome, right? Yeah, that I don't should know be Clark. Hey, let's no, do our Boaz. let's do our part and uh, grant Michelle Vasconcelos some BYU Sports Nation karma. Heard about the karma. This oh. means good things tonight. Yeah. You're yeah. already really good. You're just going to have that little bit extra tonight because yeah. of the karma. Does like everyone that comes on scores? I've heard that. Ask it's Elena Medeiros. It's okay. pretty good. Okay. I, that's your homework assignment. Ask <laughs> Elena about what the karma does. Okay, I will. Okay, Michelle, great stuff. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who are the flag bearers for BYU football against Toledo? One of them, super outspoken dude. And another guy. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Punch it, Chewy. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. It is game day eve as the Cougars prepare for the 3-0 Toledo Rockets. We talked to head coach Jason Candle earlier in the show. Countdown to kickoff starts tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. The alumni flag bearers, by the way, are Atula Mealy, Donnie Atuai, and Derek Stevens. Yep. Men's basketball. Media day. Already underway after we spoke with Dave Rose, but we have an all-basketball second hour in terms of guests on BYU Sports Nation. Nick Emery, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, and Kyle Davis will all join us in studio in hour two. If you have a question for one of the guys, use hashtag BYUSN for a chance to have it asked on the air. Soccer. Third-ranked women's soccer plays Santa Clara tonight in the West Coast Conference opener for both at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. 
Athletics. Is inducting five people tonight into the BYU Hall of Fame. Inductees include Pam Miller-Geetson of golf, cross-country and track coach Cheryl James, Yanetta Leahy of softball, Michaela Minova of cross-country, and Mike Wall of volleyball. Softball. Has an exhibition tonight against Snow College at 9 Eastern time. Our Twitter question of the day. What is your confidence level in a BYU victory over the Toledo Rockets? Use the hashtag BYUSN, our elite tweet of the day, coming from at Clark Dano BYU. Holy Y Toledo. <laughs> BYU shreds the number seven nationally ranked defense in true tie fashion in a take them out to the woodshed trashing. 11 plus. Yeah, I think he's on board with what you're going for. Yeah. That means it will be a three point game. <laughs> Why did you do this? You're always a four and a half point fade, by the way. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my goodness. Again, your confidence level in a BYU victory over Toledo. Use the hashtag BYUSN it's as going a reminder. It's going to be a loaded second hour. In hour number two, Let's Eric go. Mika is back from his mission. We had him in studio like right when he got home. We talked to him on campus. He lost the Italian accent. Yeah, some things are different, and he's going to tell us about that. Also, the veteran, as Dave Rose put him, Nick Emery, the sophomore guard. And the ginger mamba, TJ Haas, and the politician, Kyle Davis. Yeah, he's a new father. Does he have much time to even pay attention to politics? Of course he does. We're going to find out. BYU Basketball Media Day continues in hour two next on BYU Sports yeah, Nation. Yeah, baby! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, hour number two on BYU Basketball Media Day, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Thursday, September 29th. Wherever and however you're dialed in for hour number two, like I said in hour number one, it's great to have you with us. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. It's good to talk hoops, man. You know that Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, oh, the bonus fry at the very end? This is the bonus hour of BYU Sports Nation. We should call this BYUSN overtime. Overtime. Yes. Free BYU Sports Nation because it cost you in the first hour. And with four BYU basketball players, including Nick Emery, TJ Haas, Eric Mika, and Kyle Davis. It's loaded. We don't, listen, we don't, we mess around a lot. We're not messing around today. Oh, we're, we're actually going to take this seriously? No, that's not what I mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines to get you all caught up on what's going around BYU Sports Nation. It is game day E for BYU football, hosting the 3-0 Toledo Rockets. We talked to Jason Candle, the head coach, in the opening hour. Download the podcast to hear that conversation or watch the rebroadcast tonight at 6 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff will start live tomorrow at 9 Eastern. The alumni flag bearers for BYU football this week are Atula Mealy, Donnie Atawaya, and Derek Stevenson. Basketball Media Day continues. As mentioned, Nick Emery, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, and Kyle Davis will join us. If you have a question for those guys, use hashtag BYUSN for a chance to have that tweet right on the air. Jerem Jordan is back to his play-by-play calling duties tonight with third-ranked BYU women's soccer. Yeah, get that arm loose, Warming up that right arm. I'm your mom's (laughs) favorite player. Oh my god. Hashtag play 60. Santa Clara today in Provo at the stadium at Southfield West Coast Conference opener for both teams, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And BYU Athletics is inducting five people into the Hall of Fame tonight. They include Pam Miller Geetson of golf, cross country and track coach Cheryl James, Yonetta Leahy of softball, Mikella Minova of cross country, and Mike Wall of volleyball. Spencer is hosting that tonight at the Marriott Center. Okay. 
With no further delay, let's get back to the basketball conversation and do so with the veteran guard, as Dave Rose pointed out. He's well-dressed today. Nick like Emery. Yeah, nice shirt, Nick. Nice shirt, Nick! Of course. Same as Jerome. Same as Jerome, of course. <laughs> what was your Good first choice. thought when you found that out? Well, Kyle Chilton opened the door, and I saw Jerem wearing it. I was like, man, why don't you tell me what to wear? Good. We both have great taste. Yeah. You're the, like I said, you're the veteran now. As a sophomore, uh, does, that, does that feel kind of strange to be so early in your career, but to be one of the guys that people are looking up to? Yeah, you know, it's a little strange, but, you know, this team has got a lot of talent. We've got a lot of guys who are in the top 100 in, in high school and have played against top competition. And you can tell even with them, it's it's an adjustment playing college ball. It was an adjustment for me last year, um, but I think they're they're doing a great job. Let's rewind to the moment that you and TJ walked into Dave Rose's office and you committed. When when exactly was that? Do you remember what year that was? That was me going into my junior year and TJ going into his sophomore year is when we committed. So this was like five-ish years ago. Yeah. Now you guys are all back from missions. You played a year. TJ is back from France. Eric's back from Italy. What's it like to have these guys back? And, okay, finally, the season where you all get to play. You know, it, it's awesome. You know, TJ and Eric and I have, have worked hard for this, and we've always wanted to play together in college, and to, to have it finally here is so surreal. You know, you, it doesn't feel real right now, um, and I don't think it'll feel real until we're out on the court in, uh, in October and November. What was that like the first time you got into any sort of a competitive environment with them? I know it hasn't been a game yet, but just to, to scrimmage with them again after that super long five-year-plus wait. Yeah, it was, it was good. You know, I don't think we've skipped a beat. Uh, the first time I played with TJ, we knew exactly where each other were, and it was fun. And then Eric, obviously, when, when it was time for him to play, we were throwing oops. We were... We were just, we, yeah, we didn't skip a beat. We were playing together, and to have that chemistry growing up and to, to bring that to BYU, it's going to be fun. There's this nickname, you know, Lone Peak 3. Does Zach Frampton feel left out in that? <laughs> That's what's funny is everyone calls us Lone Peak 3, but, you know, we've got Quincy and Frampton from Lone Peak. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, you know, but we're, we're ready. We, we know this is a team game. It's just not the Lone Peak 3, but it's, it's everyone. It, you can't do it without Kyle Davis, with Elijah, and with everyone else. They're, they're going to be huge for us. How have you improved your game individually from your freshman year now to the beginning of your sophomore season? I think this summer I've understood that I can, I can score the ball, but this year I wanted to be more of a leader. You know, with, with being such a young team, you need to be able to, to, be able to lead the team and you know, how to have guys like Eric, who has played a year, and Kyle Davis, you know, that helps. Um, but I've just, I feel like I've gotten a lot bigger and stronger, and, uh, you know, I can actually jump higher this year, too, so that's, that's good. Um, you're not going to have to hang on the rim to, to dunk it this year? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's right. I'll have to hang on the rim and then grab the ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments from last I'm, year. Uh, I have one and a half dunks from last year. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Um, what, what are the scrimmages like, uh, right now with the guys, because you do have the two hours a week, you know, for a while and, and, but Monday it's official. So what have those scrimmages and practices been like with you guys? You know, we, we've been lifting and conditioning for about 12 weeks straight now. Um, scrimmaging, we've been going at it as well. We've been probably going three or four times a week scrimmaging and, you know, it's, it's good to play with each other because the, the chemistry that we have from last year's team obviously is gone. And so to build that chemistry with this year's team is, is going to be big for us this year. 
Um, but I think we've done a great job at it. Coach, Coach Shork has done a great job with our guys of, of getting us bigger, getting us in shape for the season. And, you know, I, I think right now we're, we're in better shape than what I, what I finished at last year, which is a good sign. How do you think the ball distribution will play out? Because there are a lot of guys that are confident in their ability to score the ball, you included. So how do you envision that uh, that playing out? Because the dynamic of the team offensively shifts from a well, strictly perimeter-based offense to now you've got a bunch of guys in the post back. Yeah, I think one thing with that is there's no one on our team that's selfish. You know, we, we always find the extra guy. And I think we had that last year, too, and I think Coach Rose does a great job at, at implementing that. You know, if a guy next to you has a better shot, give it to him. And that's what we still got to do is just implement that. And I think if we do that, we're going to be hard to stop. How's your health? Because uh, you, you still deal with thoracic outlet syndrome, circulation, that kind of thing. But you, you had a deep laceration in your foot before the season. It took a while to kind of get healthy, I think. So how are you now? No, it took me about half the season to finally feel like I was I was back. But yeah. I'm I'm good now. I've got a broken rib, but other than that, I took a, a shoulder from Elijah. But other than that, I'm good. You know, I've been I've still been practicing, still been doing everything, and I feel good. You have a broken rib right now. I do. Yeah, but like, are you you can play still, or do you have? To... I hate sitting out. That's my that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And so Rob was telling me to sit out, and I I told him no. I I. I'm good, you know. Okay. What do you do? Do you? I mean, do you tape it up? Like, can you? You add extra padding? By the way, can you do anything? No, there's really nothing you can do for a broken rib. Just let it rest. And mm. I'm, I'm not a patient guy when it comes to resting. So, <laughs> so you're supposed to let it rest, but you're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna let it rest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and look out for Elijah Bryant. I think that's what we learned. Oh, from yeah, that. watch out. That I hair mean, is actually really hard. It's not yeah, two thirty, man. He's he's a big dude. Six four, two thirty. That's that's crazy. Nick Emery, BYU basketball sophomore guard, is with us on BYU Sports Nation, part of our BYU Basketball Media Day coverage. This is the second hour of a special. Uh, you got some new swag, and we're displaying it uh, via the BYU Sports Nation desk here with uh, the new elite jerseys. What do you think of the new look and the new uniforms for BYU this year? I think they're nice. We, we had our media day, and you know it was the jerseys are very light. And that's what you want is, and they're they're tight fitting, but the way they look obviously are cool too with the the mountain design on the on the shorts. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. Hey, let's get some solid info about some guys on the team. Okay, so we want to run through this pretty quick. But okay, strongest dude on the team, Elijah. Elijah, he's, he's a big. You know that dude. firsthand now. I know that firsthand <laughs> now. I've experienced that. <laughs> okay, best shooter on the team. Right now, I gotta say me. I just, I, I'm a confident dude. Um, but no, we've got a lot of good shooters. Best handle? I would say LJ Rose. He's LJ got, Rose, okay. He's got a quick handle. Biggest goofball? <laughs> Eric Meek. <laughs> Shocker! That's, that's a surprise yeah. to nobody. <laughs> Eric covered in Vegas on that one. Uh, who's the best dunker? Best dunker? I got to say Yoli. Yoli, Yoli has hops. Okay. Wow. We'll actually have a dunk contest this year in Boom Shakalaka, I think. Okay. As opposed to the last couple of years. That was yeah, a bunch that, of last year was last... a, no, that was <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I almost wanted to join in. You're like, might have dunk, you're dunking won half, might have won. <laughs> Watch uh, this. Might have won. Oh okay. Gosh. Who's the most likely to get lost on a road trip? 
That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> the others weren't, apparently. I'd say Stephen Bayo. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Bayo would be pl- probably playing Pokemon Go. Okay. He's the Pokemon Just wandering Go in the cities. Who's, who's the most likely to be like, yeah, I want to be on the skins team? You know what Davin Gwynn. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, let me uh, show off my gun, right? <laughs> oh, we got Davin's a, a good dude. We got a fan question from at Connor Crandall, too. Which one of you are the best in NBA 2K? You guys play that? Yeah, I would say Jamal. Jamal probably plays that every single day he gets home. <laughs> Jamal Ates. Now, Jamal I know Ates. that uh, another Jamal is big into that as well. Jamal Williams is big we into the NBA 2K. 2K yes. competition on Facebook Live. All right, Nick. Now uh, back back to the less important questions that we've gotten. The who would get lost on a road trip out of the way, and who's the goofball? It's <laughs> good to know. We're gonna ask the others too. See what they say. Yeah, those are fun. Uh, with the hype obviously surrounding this team, how are you managing expectations? Um, because your coach is like, look, we're embracing it. It's, he feels like there's a new a new level of excitement for BYU basketball, and, and he's not sure he's ever encountered that much just from the general public. How are you and the guys dealing with the expectations and the excitement for this team? I think you do embrace it. you got to realize there is a ton of hype out there, but people also have to realize we are a super young team. you know. And so we, we also have to realize that as a team that we got to still build that chemistry. we still got to build everything that comes to a winning program. And you know, we've got so much talent this year. Even with scrimmages, it's, it's fun. You know, we are really, really good. Now, if we can put all that together, I think we can reach those expectations, and that's that's our goal. You know, we don't want to be not a good team. We want to be the best team we can, and we want to show BYU fans that we want to be the best team we can. How do you? Um, do, people take different mindsets. They go, "I'm just going to focus on what I do or our team," and then there's other approaches. Like, okay, listen, we need to win a conference title, so we've got to be better than Gonzaga and St. Mary's and everybody else or whatever. What's the mindset of this team? Although it's really early. I think it's taking it one game at a time. You know, we can't look towards Gonzaga. We can't look towards St. Mary's because you saw last year we lost to Portland and Pacific. You know, those were weak losses that we had. But I think this year's team, we have a more of a focus, I think. We are more dialed in. You know, we come to practice and we, we get things done. And I think that's going to help us not lose those types of games and, and win the big games in the end. With so much spread out talent on the team, uh is there any sort of idea of, of who the starting five might be? I mean, what, how do you even begin to address that or, or that mentality of like, well, I, I think I'm going to start, but there's a bunch of good dudes on the team. Right, and I think that's, that's what makes it fun in practice is it's a battle every day. It's competitive, and, and we get after each other. And, you know, we all trust Coach Rose, and Coach Rose will make the best decision in the end. And, you know, whatever team's out there, it's it's going to be a blood battle, and we're going to have to to fight, and we're going to do the best we can to to win every game. Give us an idea of some of the other guys that are these newcomers, so people are familiar with the names of Eric Mika and T.J. Haas and and whatnot. But give us an idea of some of these other guys, like Yoli and Stephen Bayo and Leifson or whatever, and how they're doing. You know, they're doing well. I think it was uh, we we just barely got a new strength coach, and it was pretty intense. And so I think when they first came in, it was. I mean, they were they were days. They had no idea what was happening. We were running, we were lifting hard, and you know, you get home at the end of the night and you're just like, "How did I do that?" You know, I'm I'm done. I'm finished. But I think they've they've done well. They've they've found their role. I think Colby is 
Colby and Steven are both great, great shooters. And they're going to be huge for us coming in and, and knocking down those shots. Nick, great stuff, man. We uh, wish you the best of luck. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma as you open up official practices on Monday. And from what we hear, you're going to be in uh, your new Marriott Center annex uh, not too long. That's right. I'm, I'm really excited for that. You'll have a place to play, not in the RB, with a wristband. That's right. <laughs> not with the riffraff like For Davin, he can actually keep his shirt off now. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, great had, stuff, had man. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, up next in this second hour of BYU Sports Nation, we continue our in-studio player interviews with that man, Eric Mika. Yes, Caesar is back in Studio B. <laughs> I came to Southern Virginia University to wrestle, but I stayed because of the education and the experiences that I had. For me, it goes down to the professors who care. Because of the personalized education I received, I was able to start a business. As I did that, my professors understood the challenges and struggles that I had, but they provide me with the knowledge and information I needed to succeed. My name is Colter Sims, and I'm a knight. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Send in your questions for BYU basketball players for a chance to have those asked live on the air and follow us at BYU Sports Nation while using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, coming up Saturday, we will be live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll get you ready for LDS General Conference in the only the way that we can with sports uh, for one hour, 11 a.m. Eastern time, BYU Sports Nation on Saturday, recapping the Toledo game. They ask us to do it. And we do it. Oh, I love it. We bring the energy. It's awesome. We, we, know, wake, you're, we know you're in your pajamas cooking bacon yes. and pancakes. We know that's how it is. We wake people up so that they can actually pay attention. Eric Mika really wants to say something. What, okay. Eric Mika's Eric, here. Yeah, Eric wants to chime in on this conversation. <laughs> Eric, what, what did you just say? I said I don't watch conference in my pajamas. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... Oh, you, you're, oh, in, you're, full, you? you're full suit at home? Yeah, I go to church and watch it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm in my PJs. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm wearing my PJs more or less right now. So. Essentially right now, yeah. This is what you'll be wearing on Saturday, literally. Though. Yeah. It's good to have you back in, man. You were here a few months ago after your mission. Now, mm-hmm. But now we're actually going to play some ball yeah. pretty soon. It'll be nice. We're actually close, which is exciting. What is it like waiting for the first game after your mission and now then an off season as well? Uh, it's long. I think it's it's tough. We were talking. Uh, some of us guys were talking yesterday about how hard it is just kind of playing the same guys over and over. It's tough because you know everything that they're going to do. You know all the plays that we're supposed to be running. You know how they're supposed to defend everything. So it's tough to get in a rhythm and and I think really get into a mindset of of beating the other team like you would any team that you're playing on your schedule. But you just gotta you gotta fight through that and and work hard and get better and so I mean it's good we're we're improving we're doing well I think with it but it definitely presents a challenge. Um, Nick Emery and and TJ Haas you've known them for a long time uh, obviously the Lone Peak three and all that and people are really excited about that but what do you really think of those two guys? <laughs> what do I really they're think not about? standing <laughs> off set right now at all. Um, I mean, I don't want to cry or anything, but <laughs> no, they're both really, really good guys. They're two of my best friends. I think it um, goes to show on the court when we play together how good of friends we are off the court, just because 
none of us has our own agenda, but we all want the other to succeed. And so, you know, that makes life a lot easier. But I love both of them, both really good guys. I think Nick a little bit better than TJ, but okay, there it is. Whoa. I was like, "This is Whoa. too serious." <laughs> this is the real answer from you. Wow, that was great. Wait, I you get, got a real answer from here? I can give real answers nowadays. <laughs> now that you're back, now that you're so mature yeah. after your mission, you give yep. real answers. I'm a married man, so yeah. oh, okay. no more joking around. All three of you are married, which yep. is pretty wild. Before you guys even play a game together, you all got married. You guys don't mess around. Nope. What is your competitive spirit like right now? Because there's this idea that, well, if you go on a mission, you're nice, and you come home, you might not have that edge. What, where is your competitive spirit right now? I think it's even better than before. I think it's, like, more tamed in the sense that, like, I may not do some stupid things I did my freshman year on national television, but... <laughs> like the, I don't remember any. But the fire, the fire is still there. You know, like, I think off the court, yeah. in interviews, I may be a little bit better tempered, but I may not seem i don't know as joking as i did before but on the court i don't think anything has really changed you can ask anyone on the team about that okay barring getting uh like uh rocked in the eye again are Uh, we ever going to see the goggles never never they're retired i hate them you still have them (laughs) no around like they're actually i i might have them in a box somewhere can we add them to the set i'm serious it's buried deep deep in a box yeah yeah commitment there Maybe if I can He's find them, you can about have them. Where are if they you, right if you now? Find them? If I find them, if I look for them, <laughs> then you can have them. That would be an awesome addition to the set. You yeah. might have to pay Rob Ramos for them, though. I think they're Oakleys. Oh, that's right. They were legit oh. goggles. Yeah, they were nice. But you just said they were buried in a box. Why do we have to pay that much for something buried in a box? Memorabilia. Really? <laughs> Really? <laughs> what are your expectations? <laughs> Let's just get back to the actual basketball. That's a serious this answer. This had to do with basketball. The goggles, man, on the set. What are your expectations like for this team this year? Because clearly it's talented, and there's talent all over the floor. But uh, Dave Rose said nine players that weren't on the roster last year are now all back. And so it's going to take some patience and time for, for you guys to gel together in, in game-type situations. But... How do you factor that into the overall expectation for this team? Um, well, I think we have a, I mean, a decent feel, as good of a feel as you can have because of our summer. I mean, most of the guys who are here now, whether they were um, part of that group of nine that will be new um, come season, most of them were here over the summer except for LJ Rose, who um, was working out back in Houston, and then Zach Frampton, who just got back home like a month ago from his mission um, but most of the guys were here all summer working hard and I think really getting a feel for, for one another. And so I have, I have really high expectations for the team. I think all the guys are, are really good guys, but then on the court, every, every single one of them works hard. Um, they play with intensity, passion, and, and all they want to do is win. That's what I really like about this team. Uh, Luke Worthington's in the second year of his mission in Chile. So who's going to take your two fouls for you at the beginning of the game? <laughs> Probably TJ. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing two years ago was Luke would get two fouls, and then there'd be like this standing O to mock the refs, and then you would come in. Yeah. Fresh. That was always fun. And then I'd get my two fouls too, so <laughs> to make a difference. But I think I don't know. We got a good group of big guys. Um, between me and Kyle and Peyton and Brayden, Jamal, once Corbin comes back, I think we're going to have plenty of fouls to throw around and, and play physical, but not, you know, not too crazy. 
Where have you improved the most in your own individual game from your freshman season, now post-mission, and you've, you've had a full summer to work at? Where do you feel like you're the, the most improved? Um, well, a couple of the things that coaches, especially Quincy, he was the, the skill guy over the summer. We did all our, our workouts with him. And the things they wanted me to focus on and improve on were free throws and, and then being able to expand a little bit. So be comfortable and 100% confident with hitting a mid-range 15-18 foot jumper. And I worked on it a lot, did a lot over the summer, and, and I'd say those two, those two things are a lot better than they were my freshman year. I, I love shooting jumpers, which I would never have said my freshman year. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see that. That'll be great. Um, we, we asked Nick some of these. We're going to talk to uh, TJ and Kyle Davis uh, about these as well. So let's, let's go through a couple of these. Uh, who's the whatever on the team? These okay. are like the family feud quick answers. Yeah, the family feud. Okay. Mm, who's the strongest goody. dude on the team? The what? Strongest, strongest guy. dude. Pound for pound or just overall? Uh, just overall. <laughs> um, probably TJ. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. <laughs> As he I'd, say, to I'd say Zach every, Frampton. Every answer Frampton? is TJ. Yeah. Like pound for pound. No, I'm just kidding. No, okay, I was like, he just got back. There's no way. Unless he's on the Fui Vacapuna diet. No, he's uh, he's still lifting like a PVC pack every time. <laughs> he's, <laughs> the he's got the bar and yeah. then work up from there. Uh, strongest guy is, I think, Elijah. Elijah or Jamal. They're both just really strong. So. Hey, that's the there second vote for Elijah. We finally got the real answer from Eric. Elijah Bryant. Mm, actually... No, it's Jamal. It's Jamal. Yeah. Okay. I don't want Elijah just running away with it. <laughs> so one for Jamal, one for Elijah. Okay, the best shooter on the team. Oh, man. 15-footers? <laughs> Me. <laughs> How about three-pointers? Three-pointers, Peyton Dastrup. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Peyton's good, though. He's got some range. Ah. Uh... I don't know who's the best. We got a lot of really good shooters, but someone who's really impressed me is Colby. Hmm. That guy, like, if you see him shooting after, he'll shoot after practice for a little bit, and he just will bag 20 in a row and act like it's nothing. So 41% from three, 93 threes last year in high school. Okay, we'll go, we'll best, go with Colby. Best handle? Um, Probably... Man, this is a tough one, especially because I got two of my guards sitting to my left. They're, they're not watching. sitting off the set staring at you to make sure every answer is I don't approved. know. Once again, I think you could go with a bunch of guys. Mm, I'm going to go with LJ. Okay. He's got some nice handles. That's another answer for LJ. I only saw him play a couple times, but but he had good handles. You'll never but, guess. I mean, like I said, you could throw TJ, Nick. Davin and Elijah up there. Honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. So honorable. You'll never guess who Nick Emery answered for this next question. Me. The biggest goofball. <laughs> That's probably Jamal <laughs> again. <laughs> I don't know. He looks for confirmation it's at probably, the, the Lone Peak 3 <laughs> Nick, committee. Nick gives me a crazy look. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> me. I like to th- keep things light, you know. Sometimes I may be down, but the rest of the group can, can all joke around. That's That's another nice thing about the team. But, yeah, I'll take that one, I guess. Okay. And the best dunker on the team? That is also me. You won Boom Shakalaka two years ago. I did. Boom Shakalaka. Um, Rainy yep. Champ. Well, actually, I don't know. Last I heard they had a lame one after I left. It was it was tough. It's been it's been a long two Probably years without Eric Nika in the dunk contest. <laughs> well, Yoli's going to whine about this, but <laughs> he's a good dunker, and he can jump really high. 
I still think I'm better. Okay. He's fresh out of high school, man. He didn't have to yeah. get his legs back. You no. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then uh, who's most likely to get lost on a road trip? Zach Frampton. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> if you, you ever, know if, that. You've traveled with Zach. If you ever have Quincy. I mean, yeah, exactly. I've never traveled with almost you know any of these guys. Well, any of these guys except for the Lone Peak. Um, the Lone Peak 5. The Lone Peak dudes. And Zach was often left at home when we went out to restaurants because he was sleeping or who knows what. So so it'd definitely be Zach. Okay, fan question for you before you go, Eric. At Ron Bond 2015, how has the conditioning been to get you prepared post-mission so you are game ready? Uh, it's been good. I think Nick before mentioned um, us getting a new strength coach, Coach Shork. And I think at first it was tough because, you know, he had never dealt with mission guys and TJ and I had never come off of a mission and had to get back in shape and so you know the first couple of weeks I think was was all just us feeling it out seeing what it was like and and what we felt comfortable doing but you know coach Rose he he had a little meeting with us and just told us you know you guys need to get in shape push yourselves but if you're uncomfortable doing it if it's hurting you then don't do it you know back off and mm-hmm. we can just gauge from there and so I think that worked really well. The first couple of weeks, we were just feeling it out. And then from there, we, we had a plan to just kind of pick up by 10, 15% of what everyone else was doing each week. And then by the by the end of the summer, or even August, we were doing 100% of the stuff. So three months, and we were back, which was which was pretty cool. Eric, great to have you back in Studio B with that competitive spirit. Oh, yeah, man. Good to be back. And uh, it's, it's good to have you back in your role of uh, the biggest goofball on the team, man. <laughs> Feels good. Feels right. <laughs> No, Brigham. Be careful with those. Brigham. Be careful with those PVC pipes when you're spotting Zach Frampton. Yeah, yeah, we'll be careful. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks, guys. Up next, BYU basketball media day continues with Kyle Davis, uh, one of two seniors, but not before we talk to the Ginger Mamba, T.J. Haas. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what does his jump shot look like after his mission? It looks Ginger good. Mamba. It looks good. It looks good. <laughs> welcome back sports friends basketball media day spencer linton and jerem jordan and radio vision live on byu radio simulcast on byu tv we just had eric make a try on any and every helmet that is on on. helmet the lacrosse helmet which he's very comfortable with his brother played for byu and eric played in high school and then he grew like 18 inches and now he's a basketball player (laughs) awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is a game day for third-ranked BYU women's soccer tonight, along with Basketball Media Day and the Hall of Fame induction. This is a huge Thursday. There's a lot going on. Yeah, check it out tonight, uh, 9 Eastern time from Southfield. Santa Clara versus BYU, who's ranked third in the country. Santa Clara, a very good team. They played five ranked teams. All their, goal, all their games within one goal, so this should be a fun one tonight. Joining us now as part of our second hour special, BYU Sports Nation Basketball Media Day, is the Ginger Mamba, TJ Haas. As Eric, Meek, as Eric just said right there, and a moment ago, ha! <laughs> Do you like that nickname? We gave that to you a couple months ago, and I think other people have called you that, right? Yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it goes about, I, I, I want to give a shout out to your, your uncle Pat, man. I think he's, he's one of the originators of the Ginger Mamba, right? Pat is a talker. <laughs> Pat is a big talker. <laughs> yes. You said something funny offset that I want to bring back. You said, Eric's my best friend until he gets in front of a camera in fr- or in front of a microphone. Seriously, people probably think he doesn't like me very much. <laughs> <laughs> when, did you, when did you, for all three of you, first meet? How old were you? Uh, 
Eric came in the picture in fifth grade for me, but I had known Nick since first grade. So all three of us was in my fifth grade year. Did you always play on the same teams? And you were a year younger, right? Mm-hmm. I played I played with Nick since first grade. Eric came on the team for a few years. Um, so all three of us played for probably two or three years together. Okay, before we get into the whole Lone Peak 3 dynamic, as we've done with Eric and Nick, um, we need to congratulate you, first of all, for recently getting married. Life is a newlywed and is a full-time student. Last week? Yes, right? last week. And now as a basketball player, what has the last week or so been like for you in, in your life? It's been a little bit stressful um, coming up to the marriage, but after the marriage, I feel like everything has calmed down a lot and life is a lot better now. What's, uh, what's the preseason been like as you try and physically get back into shape? Uh, it's, been, it's been really fun. Uh, coming off a of mission, I was really excited to get back into basketball, um, being with my teammates again, my friends. Um, it's definitely been challenging, but it's been a blast getting back into shape and playing ball again. What's been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, probably running. Um, you get up and down the court a couple of times right when you get back and you can barely breathe. So that was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, we still have that problem. So you're, you're good. <laughs> we know all about that. Five plus years in the making. So what's it like for you to be here now so close to starting this journey with your best friends and your former high school teammates and then the new dynamic of uh, players that you haven't played with on this BYU squad? I'm I'm so excited to play with these guys. Uh, I, I committed to play here when I was a sophomore, so it's it's been five years and coming. And so uh, I'm really excited to play with these guys. I feel like there's a lot of talent and probably the thing I'm most excited for is is that we are all really close. Um, we had a, a good summer together, and I feel like we um, developed great relationships, and we're all we're all close friends, which I think will relate onto the basketball court as well. Off the court, um, you you are you you are I, I don't know that I'd say you're quiet, but you're very respectful and kind. And, and then on the court, you are an assassin, man. Like, how do you turn it on on the court? Uh, I think once you step on the court, there's something that just changes, um, and I. I, I love having that being on the court and and being you know a little bit more aggressive and I, I think that's that's fun and it can balance out as well. So that's where you get that part out in your life mm-hmm. on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the angry TJ. For me, it's in here at Spencer. That's how I do it. Yeah. He's not. Lying. I go home. My marriage is great. I come here like ah! the aggression. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if you saw in the police blotter recently, TJ, but uh, there were two fans that were arguing over who should start at quarterback during the BYU-CLA game. It may or may not have been Jerem Jordan myself. <laughs> I'm not going to say. There's, there's still some court hearings uh, that need to play out. So. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you've got some good family experience uh, dealing with coming off of a mission because your brother Tyler did it not too long ago. And uh, we had you on, I mean, right when you got home. But now you've had the full summer, and I know you talked to him a lot about that process and spent time with your dad. Um, what did you learn from uh, from those two, and how did he implement that in your off-season training? I think the most important thing that they taught me was to take my time um, because when I got back – your mind tells you different things than your body's telling you. And you get back and you want to do the exact same things you were doing before the mission. Um, but some they just told me, take your time. Um, don't rush into things. And even when I started to feel better, I still took my time. I didn't you know, go all out right then. So that has really helped me to, to come to full speed. So you're full speed now, 100%. You're mm-hmm. back. Do, do you feel like, okay, I'm, 
I'm close to what I was before my mission, or will that take games? I think there are definitely different aspects that feel like they were before my mission, but a few things are still are still coming. Like what? Uh, I think my lateral movement is, is still coming along a little bit. Sometimes I feel a little bit slow. TJ Haas with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's BYU Basketball Media Day. Now that you've seen the newly renovated Marriott Center and uh, the Marriott Center Annex is Good almost timing, completed. Man. Yeah, Good what, timing. What was, what was your reaction to the first time you walked into the Marriott Center and saw the all blue and, and the new video board and, and this whole Marriott Center Annex uh, construction? Well, I remember getting emails on my mission and getting pictures of the of – the renovations and I was I was really excited for it and coming in it, it looks like a whole new arena and uh, I'm I'm so excited to play in there. How about we we were calling it the YMCA, the Marriott Center Annex at BYU YMCA. Mm-hmm. It's too it's too easy. Some people hate it. I love it. So whatever. Um, the YMCA. What what kind of as Eric Mika stands offset still trying to weigh in here? What was that? It's your world, Jeremy. It's, it's your Jeremy's world. world, and we're living in it. Welcome back to it, Eric. Uh, what what kind of difference can that make for BYU basketball? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a big deal for for recruits coming in. It's it's an incredible faci- facility, and I'm so excited to get in there and start working. Tyler was told on his recruiting visit that when he came back from his mission, it'd be up. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually your mission, so yeah, he didn't know that would. Be uh, he misheard oh, when oh, TJ TJ's. gets back from ah, his mission. Yes. He's mis- let's come on now. Let's sense. get those details <laughs> right. What do you expect? Uh, from yourself emotionally and both in, in terms of like output and production in your first Division One game? Mm-hmm. I think I just want to help my team win. Uh, whatever, whatever way I can do that, I want us to win games. And that's the most important part of basketball is winning. And I feel like we have the team this year to do that. And so whatever I can do to help our team win, I, I want to do that. Are you a better dunker than Tyler? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> how, about then, hope how, about so? Then, how about then Nick? Are you a better dunker than Nick? Uh, yes. He does have more college so dunks, but I have more high school dunks. <laughs> so. Okay, let's run through the gambit of uh, you know, questions about different guys on the team. Okay. Who's the strongest guy on the team? Um, I'd probably say Jamal. Jamal Ates. Okay. Jamal Ates is the strongest. Two votes for Jamal Ates and uh, one for Elijah, Elijah Bryant. The weekend. Okay. It has nothing to do with him running into Nick Emery. <laughs> Best shooter on the team. Best shooter. Oh, boy. We, we do have a lot of great shooters on the team this year, and I think it's good that it, it's hard to answer that question. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, I, would say, I would say Nick. Nick, he's a, he's a pretty dang good shooter. Okay. Nick is pumped. He's still in here. Yeah, he's hanging out. Neither of these guys have classes, however, apparently. Uh, also, uh, who has the best handle? Um, I'd probably say Elijah. Best dunker. That's a tough one. Uh, it's up there with Eric and Yoli. Um, Eric probably dunks more than Yoli, but Yoli can do some crazy dunks. Hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited for those guys. Uh, who's most likely to get lost on a road trip? I'm with Eric. Zach Frampton. (laughs) (laughs) From experience. We've seen it. Zach's not going to be your friend Did after he? this. <laughs> never was. <laughs> Eric says never was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. Great stuff. TJ, uh, it's, it's great to have you back. This is <laughs> the excitement is palpable for sure. I can't imagine how it feels for you and your teammates, but best of luck to you moving forward in official practices and games. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's always good to have the Ginger Mamba in Studio B. <laughs> we always say that every day. When's the ginger, ginger, Ma- when's the ginger Mamba coming back? <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Pat Haas. Yes, because right. he's a talker, right? He is. Big talker. <laughs> Man, those Haas, they're, a ta- they're talkers. <laughs> Up next, Kyle Davis, one of two seniors joins us in studio. How has his role expanded? Bring it! BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio, Bizzle. If you miss an episode of our show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern, including tonight, all two hours. That's right. Plus, countdown to kickoff is uh, live at 9 Eastern time tomorrow between Toledo and BYU. We'll get you ready for that game. Uh, I'm on the verge of laughing here because we just had a baby sneeze because Kyle <laughs> Davis's kid is here, and this is too cute. <laughs> That's right. This is great. Baby Graham, oh, welcome to Studio Graham. B. How about <laughs> some karma for your life? There you go. That's right. That's, That's right. right. He's popping the collar, too. Look at that. Hans- so, handsome little guy. How, how old is he? Three months. Three months. Graham, uh, how do you think BYU is going to do this year? He thinks they're going to do awesome. Pete Contagna! <laughs> oh, I, oh, wow. You heard it here first. This Congratulations to you and your wife, Kelly. That's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, we're cool. going to hand Graham off because no. he's got to uh, – he has a bowel movement. So <laughs> oh, we'll Sherem! No! He knows how it is! No! He's got a little baby I'm learning now. all sorts of new things now. Yeah. How, how different is your life now, man? Oh, it's different, but it's great. It is uh, It's the best thing ever. It's so fun to have him around and – Come home and see him and, and Cal, so it's just, it's the best. So we had to bring him on TV. We had yes, to, yes. His first appearance at three months, that's it's a big deal. Other, other than Spencer, we've not had a baby on the show, which has <laughs> been huge in the last three or so. Well done. I'm revoking your, <laughs> I'm just going to hold the cough button for the entire no, time. Jer- Jerem is yeah, muted right. for the rest right. of the show. <laughs> I feel like I should be asking this question to your wife, but how much are you not sleeping right now? Well, I'll say uh, she's up much more at night than I am, but uh, Graham keeps us up occasionally, but he's getting better. Oh, it's getting better. Okay, basketball media day. You're one of the two seniors. Uh, LJ Rose has been, you know, transferred in. What, what's it yeah. like to be one of the seniors on this team? You know, it's great. It's, uh, it's a whole new thing, obviously, being, the, uh, being a senior, but it's been great. We have a great group of guys. This summer's been fantastic. Been working hard and, and really coming together because it's a, it's a pretty new team. But uh, it's been great, and being a leader and be able to help some of the young guys come in and learn the ropes and, and see how things are done, it's been great. As a senior, I mean, you've been, in the, you've been around for a long time. You've played a lot of basketball, and so now it's really perfecting the nuances and the little things. What have you worked on specifically this summer to try and take your game just to that, that next level? You know, I, I worked a lot with uh, Coach Lewis on uh, just giving myself more options in the post creating little uh, little moves to counter my hook. I, I love to go to that. Uh, adding a little bit of a face-up to it so that you can just get to the shots you want to get in a less predictable way. So worked a lot with Coach Lewis, and, and it's been great. I've seen a, a lot of improvement in that and excited to uh, be able to, to actually do it in games coming here soon. There's been a lot of uh, excitement and hype with the Lone Peak 3 and company, and I think that the company part of that is way bigger than even, maybe even fans imagine. Um, with the talent around those guys. Give us an idea of what Pickup uh, is like right now as you try and mesh with this team. You know, you know Pickup's been great. It, it's fun because you're dealing with, for me, this is probably the most skilled team I've ever been on. So you've got a bunch of guys 
that are skilled. I mean, Nick, obviously, and then you add TJ and Eric and, and all these other players that have come in that are just, they're great basketball players. So it's been fun. Uh, I think we'll, we'll again, have a, a high pace, fast offense that'll hopefully put a lot of points on the board. Having played in the West Coast Conference, and, and one of the few for BYU that have played in the West Coast Conference yeah. coming back to this team, who is the rival of this team this year? Like, when you look at the schedule and you're like, man, we we got to beat those guys. Well, I think uh, you always look at Gonzaga because of the success they've had in our in our conference. They've been pretty dominant in it. And this year we hope to unseat them. That's that's obviously the goal, to win a championship a regular season or tournament or both, you know, and that's that's what we're going to strive for. That's been our vision every day as we would go into the weight room is building a culture that can uh, win a championship and get through hard times that come in the season and also be able to handle the good times where everything seems to be going right but maintaining that. So uh, the rival would be Gonzaga because we want to get to where they're at. At that Wiley guy 91 he used the hashtag BYUSN, does coach or the players have a favorite thing that the rock section does, cheers, chants, etc.? Oh, man. The Rock is great. Uh, we like when they do a turbulence. That's always pretty fun. You're trying to listen to Coach, and everyone's just, yeah, there's a bass in your ear, and it's just going wild. But, uh, yeah, we like that. Uh, the Rock is great. Uh, we, we try to focus in on the game, but turbulence would, would be a major one. Are there times where you're distracted in the huddle like that? Like you're here, Or do you not want to admit this? <laughs> no, no, no. There are times. Well, I remember during... I think it was my redshirt year when everyone seemed to be making half-court shots to win <laughs> iPads and stuff. And we would talk about it. And I'd notice guys were noticing that that was happening because I think a girl won an iPad and then maybe $5,000 or something like that. It was amazing. So, yes, depending on uh, what's taking place, at times you can be a little distracted. But 99.9% of the time we're, we're focused in on Coach Rose and trying to get ready for the next segment. 99% of it's the time. Yeah, that point one when someone Portland, wins 5000 bucks. Point, yeah. yeah, exactly. Kyle Davis with us on BYU Sports Nation. A new era of BYU basketball in terms of facilities. We've already seen the Marriott Center upgraded with the, the new video boards. You got to play in front of that last year, and yeah. that, that was an exciting thing. Now the Marriott Center annex, the YMCA, comes into play for BYU basketball. What do you think that it will do for this program moving forward? You get it for a year, but the, the Lone Peak 3 and the younger guys, they have some, some new toys. What do you think it will do for BYU? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I'm Sad I only get it for half a year now, but uh, it's going to be great. It's going to give us an opportunity to, at times, just due to scheduling, we would find ourselves in the RB or at kind of random times, and uh, this will just prevent that from ever happening. We'll be on a much better schedule, and then also just in the off-season, a place where you can practice at any time, because when there's women's conference or whatever it might be, there's times where it is like almost impossible to find a gym in the time when you need to, to do your workout, so this is just going to really improve guys' ability to, to go in there and get their own practice in during the summer, and, and it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm sad I'm missing out. Let's talk about um, some of these questions we've been asking the other guys, which is uh, certain things like you, you name one guy on the team, okay? You can mention okay. some on, honorable mentions, but we want one name, okay? Okay. Who's the strongest guy on the team? Probably Eli. Hmm. Elijah. For just pound for pound, just very strong, very fit, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's a beast in the way. That's room. split. Okay, we heard two for Jamal Eights and two for Elijah oh. Grant. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, Jamal's yeah. huge too. That's yeah. not a slide on Jamal. Jamal's Jamal's huge. He can be huge. honorable mention. Honorable mention. So they don't give sure. you too hard a time when you yeah. get back to the locker room. <laughs> exactly. Okay, best shooter overall on the team. Oh man, that's how do I say that? There's so many good ones. Uh, I'm gonna go Nick, TJ, Colby, Stephen, 
They're all awesome shooters. Okay. Just give <laughs> I, I Nick's can't. at the top of those. We'll yeah. give Nick Yeah, we'll the give nod. Nick and then the rest. Because he's, he's done it now here. He's ever, done it. Here ever now, the but. politician. Uh, <laughs> the biggest goofball. Oh, probably Eric. Eric's probably? A, er, yeah, I'd say definitely. Okay. Eric's a goofball. Eric's fun to have around. Always keeps us laughing. And Who can hang with him? Like, oh, man. Like with the goofball. Yeah. You know, Eric's, Eric's one of a kind. Yes, he's he, very he sta- unique. He stands oh, alone. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's why he's one of my favorite guests. That's great. Who has the best ball handling skills? Oh, I, th- I think TJ, just from what I've seen. He, he will put on a, a crossover or, or some type of move that is so smooth and, and so fast and gets the guy. And yeah, he's fun to watch with the ball. He'll, he'll, he'll uh, dazzle some people this year. He'll get some oohs and ahs in the Marriott Center, I, I bet. What's funny is he just told us he feels a little bit slow that way. He's like, the my lateral, lateral movement. movement's a little bit slow. So if you See, think he might be like that, but he does it so smooth and so so just like the guy doesn't see it coming to where it could probably be slow and he could still get away with it. I mean, TJ's lost the pregame like his entire career, and then he gets out on the court and the dude's a winner. Like yeah. he's an assassin. It's, it's wild. Yeah, no question. You can see that even just this summer. It's going to be... A blast for Cougar fans to watch him and, and see the type of competitor and, and player he is. Don't sleep on the Ginger Mamba. I don't, dude. I'm <laughs> warning the opponents right now that Ginger Mamba will get you. He will. Who's the best dunker? And we've had split answers on this as well. I'd say Yoli. I'll go with Yo. Yo can, Yo can fly. Uh, he's Yo! Gonna, he's, yeah, he's going he's gonna to electrify the Marriott Center, too. He, he, can, he can really get up and, and do some cool dunks. So you'll see that at Boom Shakalaka. How how good is Yoli Childs? Because people, a lot of people are very excited about this guy. Yeah, and they should be. Yoli's a, a great player. He's got all sorts of talent and skill, but he's also got a, a, a high, a, a good motor. He's going going fast at all times, and he's going to be a great player not only this year but throughout his whole career and, and moving into the future. Uh, we have to ask you about this because you're a super busy guy with school and now fatherhood and being a full time basketball player. Do you even have time for your other love politics? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I stay informed. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to stay informed a little bit. That's definitely a, a hobby for sure. Okay, so when Monday Night Football was on the other night and the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump was on, you're watching the debate. I was, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I probably should have switched over. Watched it for three minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. And then there was enough, probably. Oh, man, oh good stuff, Kyle. Great to have you on set. Congratulations on uh, the new baby Very boy. Cool. And yeah, thank you so it's much. Great to see Graham healthy. Graham, and, awesome. yeah. Get him, on, get him on set. I couldn't hold it in because at the beginning of the segment, he's like, achoo, achoo. I'm like, oh my God. He did. He got some sneezes right there right before he's we started to talking. The lights. That's right. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Some BYU Sports Nation karma to you as uh, you begin official practices. Thank you very Let's much. Let's talk again soon. Okay, thank you. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we wrap up this two-hour special, BYU Basketball Media Day. We also had... BYU football as they get ready for Toledo tomorrow. We're going to be we in the stadium. on this show. We're going to be in the stadium tomorrow. Do you know what Kyle Davis is to me? My favorite former Aggie. There's only one. We'll end on that. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. At the end of our two-hour special, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Do the honors, Jerem. goes to Bob Bowlesby. It also goes to the men's basketball team. Basketball media day today. Uh, fantastic stuff. If you've missed it, you need to watch those interviews with these guys. A lot of excitement. Uh, obviously, this team extremely talented. The only question is, how long will it take before they gel and really get to the level where, okay, that's who they are? Man, 
I'm excited, man. And, and and speaking of excitement, we we had TJ in here. Tyler Haas, by the way, scored 16 points for his team in Poland. His uh, grandpa, Ralph, just tweeted that. Oh, attaboy, Tyler. So Tyler's getting buckets in Poland. Good signs. Well, the ginger mamba's about to get buckets in the Marriott the ginger Center. ginger mamba, baby. I love, I'm all in on that. <laughs> Eric Mika apparently <laughs> was surprised by that. <laughs> I need to use that as a drop. Ha! <laughs> Oh, man. What a show. We appreciate all of you joining us across BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to our guests, Jason Candle, Dave Rose, Michelle Vasconcelos, Nick Emery, Eric Mika, TJ House, Kyle Davis, and everyone on our crew. It's basketball day. I'm going to throw the basketball up. So many guests today. You can catch it all at BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Rashawn Brodus. Oh, yeah. Later! Ah!